force be with you welcome to the pilot episode of the sky guy show home of the star killers i'm your host the phantom menace jeff pomaccio and you can follow me on twitter at long island 1892 and you can follow the show on twitter at the sky guy show just want to start off the show by thanking the fourth wall pop network for inviting me back on this adventure For those of you who don't know, I used to dabble in some wrestling podcasting under the moniker of DFDC for Not Your Mama's Soap Opera. And now we're entering a new galaxy far, far away. Star Wars is something I've always been passionate about. It's been a topic I've always wanted to dedicate some effort into creating content for. There's been a lot of legwork going into the Sky Guy show, and I hope everyone will come to enjoy it. I have some exciting things in the works that I will be sharing a little later in this pilot episode. So I hope everyone is ready to go to a galaxy far, far away here on the Sky Guy show. So being a 90s baby, I got my introduction to Star Wars as a child. And my memories include watching the VHS box set, which if you are not familiar with, it had a picture of Darth Vader for A New Hope, a picture of a stormtrooper for The Empire Strikes Back, and a picture of Yoda for Return of the Jedi. And I remember every time I wanted to watch Star Wars, it wasn't just watch one. It was you had to have a marathon and you had to really see the full story because, you know, once you see Luke take down the Death Star in A New Hope, you got to see what happens next. For me, out of that original trilogy, um, it's funny. As a kid, my favorite characters were Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker. I was a big Lando fan. Uh, you know, I just really enjoyed just the the myth of Star Wars, the the use of the Force, and old Ben, and him being known as this wizard, and just this mysticism that was combined with space, and just the juxtaposition of a space fantasy, and bringing these two genres together in just a mesmerizing way and a very impressionable way obviously as a child uh when the phantom menace came out that's episode one um for those who aren't familiar um i was in second grade and i remember the hype about it i remember being excited to see darth maul i remember even enjoying Jar Jar Binks because, hello, I was a child and that was the point. Uh, You'll see I have many unpopular opinions about Star Wars that I'm actually rather quite proud of. Um, And that's one thing about the Sky Guy show. It's not going to be a place for any gatekeeping. I do not care how long or how much you know about Star Wars. All are welcome here to take part in the Sky Guy show. Uh, but episode one, I remember my my friend dad worked at a movie theater or he owned the movie theater or something like that. 
and we went after school and it was just the coolest thing um, and I still remember that and I grew up kind of with those prequel trilogies really being my first theatrical experience of Star Wars um, obviously like I said I had that original trilogy on VHS and I still uh, to this day have so many memories of just staying up all night and having those Star Wars marathons especially when I was uh, homesick from school you know I was uh, getting lost in a galaxy far far away then and with being a 90s kid comes the power of the force action figures which you know I was a big fan of growing up uh, in particular my favorite was Luke's Landspeeder it was the only vehicle that I had and I think that made it that much more of a reason for it to be my favorite um, and I remember the Han that I had was a Han and Carbonite. For whatever reason, I never got a Boba Fett action figure. I have since went back and got it as an adult. The nice thing about the Power of the Force action figure line for us collectors is that it's really not worth any money now because they just made so many of them. So once I finish my original trilogy collection i think i might go back and get some of the phantom menace figures that i was so fond of as well recently i rewatched attack of the clones a couple weeks ago and it's funny that one used to be my least favorite star wars out of all of them but every time i watch it especially this last time it's really a lot more enjoyable and there's so many more subtle nuances to episode two that I appreciate so much more now especially with knowing about the Mandalorian and the Clone Wars uh, animated series and Rebels and all of this additional Star Wars content that's there but before we get to speaking about the Mandalorian and the book of Boba Fett and Kenobi as well as the other Star Wars uh, TV shows on Disney+, Plus, we get to the sequel trilogy. This is another one of those unpopular opinions that I have. I'm a big fan of Disney's management and Disney's handling of Star Wars. I thoroughly have enjoyed the sequel trilogy from The Force Awakens to The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. So again, like I said, there's no gatekeeping here and there's no sequel hating here. And there's an actually specific reason why I'm such a big fan of the sequel trilogy. The sequel trilogy and The Force Awakens was a really interesting and unique time for me. And it was really the first time that I was able to be an ambassador of the Star Wars universe to someone. And it made The Force Awakens one of my favorite movies and favorite Star Wars movies and made me really appreciate the sequel trilogy because that friend who I introduced Star Wars to and his first experience with Star Wars was going with me to see The Force Awakens. Me going in with all the, the hype and the expectations and knowing you know what this movie is going to represent and him going in blind so for him it opened up this whole new world and I was able to be 
that ambassador, that usher, that shaman, his old Ben, if you want, that showed him Star Wars, he would unfortunately pass away eight months after seeing The Force Awakens with me, which cemented how important the sequel trilogy is to me. And regardless of if it's episode 7, 8, or 9, every time I watch it, I dedicate it to my best friend Rami, who passed away. And I'm just happy that The Force Awakens was able to awaken the Force in him, as it did for so many new fans, and for so many people who are going to grow up with Rey Skywalker as their Luke, as their Anakin. And it should be celebrated. That's what the Sky Guy Show is, a celebration of Star Wars. When it comes to my favorite Star Wars characters, whether it be my favorite Jedi, Sith, non-Force user, or droid, I feel like that's always an interesting conversation to have, and I think it's a great place before we really dive into like the meat and potatoes of like Star Wars discussion. And so I just wanted to run through with everybody. Again, if you have any questions, any concerns, any suggestions, anything you want to hear about, Hit me up on Twitter. It's the only social media I'm on. It's where I'm most responsive. That's where I'll interact with you. Again, for my personal Twitter, that's at Long Island 1892. Or for the show, that's at The Sky Guy Show. As we were saying, though, my favorite Jedi is Qui-Gon Jinn, the Jedi Master of Obi-Wan Kenobi, seen, at least movie-wise, in Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. My favorite Sith is Kylo Ren, or also known as Ben Solo, the Prince of Alderaan, the son of Han Solo and Leia Organa, trained by Luke Skywalker, manipulated by Palpatine, the grandson of Darth Vader. There's a lot of lore and a lot of legend and just a lot of that epic storytelling when it comes to Ben Solo, a.k.a. Kylo Ren, which uh, makes him one of my absolute favorite characters, absolutely my favorite Sith, Um, and particularly the line, let the past die, uh, really resonates with me. Uh, Again, I'm planning to do a lot of things, and one of the things that I really want to do is break down each entry in the Star Wars franchise, but again, that's going to be on future episodes, not on this uh, pilot soft launch episode, if you will. We're not quite going into hyperspace just yet. Continuing though, my favorite non-Force user is Din Djarin, aka the Mandalorian, and I really think that Din Djarin and the story that is being told so far is quintessential Star Wars. It really hits the nail on the head as to why Star Wars is so appealing 
to so many people and it connects and intertwines all aspects of the story from prequel elements to sequel elements to original trilogy elements to extended canon like the Clone War show. It is able to intersect everything and really show you how much thought and how much care Filoni and Favreau are putting in to the development of this story. And it makes me so excited for the Ahsoka show coming out. Ahsoka, like so many, has quickly become one of my favorite characters as well. But that last and kind of those four archetype character list of my favorite is Droid. And it's always a toss-up between R2-D2 and C-3PO. I think they're kind of inseparable, but at the same time, R2-D2 arguably is a main character of the entire Star Wars franchise. Not only are these droids the viewer's point of view into what's going on in the galaxy around us, but also they play an integral part, whether it's you know, having the Death Star plans, whether it's having the message to uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, whether it's, you know, saving the ship uh, that they're on going to Tatooine. There's so many different ways that R2-D2 is integral to the plot of Star Wars. And now just a moment to speak on other Star Wars content. Um, As mentioned, I love The Mandalorian. I'm currently working my way through The Clone Wars from the beginning. And that's a show that I really save. And I savor it as kind of like a comfort show because I know how good it is. And I want to watch it from the beginning in full to kind of get that grand sense before getting to the Bad Batch and to Rebels, just like appreciate the animation for the animation's sake. And I think that that's another thing to bear in mind is that even though Star Wars is now owned by Disney, LucasArts and ILM and all the companies that George Lucas created still very much have a hand in creating Star Wars today as we know it. One of the biggest Star Wars projects on the horizon and one that I'm certainly extremely excited for is Ewan McGregor's reprisal of the role of Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Kenobi Disney Plus show. I can't tell you how excited I am to return to Tatooine, to see a childhood Luke, to have that gap of the story between episode three and episode four continue to explain even more i think that you know with star wars you're able to add so many layers of storytelling and you're able to go back and you're able to revisit stuff not necessarily retconning it but you're able just to provide so much more context and detail to the story and the world around us in addition to recapping and commenting on each kenobi episode when they debut I'm really excited to hopefully be able to film some vlogs for everyone when I go to Galaxy's Edge at Hollywood Studios in May and when I go to the Galaxy's Edge 
in Disneyland this upcoming August. So those are going to be both really exciting opportunities for me to be able to kind of capture my experiences in both Disney parks. I haven't been to Disneyland since I was 13 and Disney World I go often. I'm very fortunate and it's again one of those sources of comforts and I think that being that there was always a Star Tours at least um, in Hollywood Studios uh, it's a fond memory of my childhood, and I think that that also adds to the comfort element of Star Wars in general. So I'm really excited to share my experience in Galaxy's Edge, both Disney World and Disneyland later on this spring and summer. So everyone should definitely stay tuned for that. One thing I want to do for the show is start to stream on Twitch. I don't know if I want to play Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, or go into Jedi the Fallen Order. I do have the Cal Kestis Black Series figure, the original one, not the GameStop exclusive. So I am really intrigued uh, by the game. I've seen YouTube videos about it. I've seen walkthroughs of it. I'm a terrible gamer and I'm really bad at video games, which is what makes me weary about streaming on Twitch. But I think it's something that could be really fun and another way to engage with everybody in this Star Wars and Sky Guy community that we are building here exclusively on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Speaking of the Star Wars Black Series, which is Hasbro's six-inch line of Star Wars action figures. Love collecting them, have been collecting them since the beginning. Um, I will say that their distribution is absolutely, without a doubt, terrible. It's even worse than wrestling. It rivals AEW Jazzwares figures for just being so poorly distributed. You really do have to get lucky to find Star Wars figures in the store uh, particularly for me here on Long Island. That being said, I really want the Ahsoka. That's one that the Ahsoka Black Series figure is one that I am very much hunting for. Uh, I do have a Darth Raven coming in off of Amazon. I only paid like four more dollars more than retail, so I'm really happy about that. Really excited about that. Um, you know, and I really. Uh, want to just start filling those gaps. Um, there's definitely some big holes in my Black Series collection, like Emperor Palpatine, General Grievous, that I really just want to start going in and plugging those holes. And also, why are clone troopers or stormtroopers, just troopers in general, so hard to find? I'm not here to army build. That's another controversial opinion. I could spend a whole episode talking about Star Wars action figures and army building, and I probably will. So if I forget to do that at any point during this run, remind me, let me know, I'll get on it. But I don't have really virtually any. I think I have one first order trooper and that's it. So I mean, come on Hasbro. Like, let's produce more troopers. Let, let, let's, you know, a couple weeks ago, I started a Black Series Attack of the Clones collection. And I got the Anakin, I got the Padme, and I got the Obi-Wan. And I wanted to get a couple clones to put with them. And you can't find any just basic clones. I don't want Rex, even though I would love a Captain Rex, but I don't 
want to spend that money right now, but just even a basic clone is expensive. So we need more clones. We need more troopers. We need more action figures. You know, that's one of the other things I think that is so endearing about The Mandalorian is you really get a sense that Jon Favreau created this story through playing with his action figures as if he was a child. And it's so great to see because we see this fleshing out of the Mandalorian culture. We're seeing what this is the way really means. And we're able to connect with a character that wears a mask. And I think that even, you know, with the pandemic and us all wearing masks, there's something to that also. But when you completely cover your face and the creed is you're not allowed to remove your mask, think of how much emoting that the actor really has to do. And that's similar to Darth Vader. And that's kind of is like this sense in Star Wars is that it really lends that talent to the actor, whether it's Pedro Pascal in the Mandalorian sense, Adam Driver for Kylo Ren, uh, for Darth Vader, you know, it's a little more tricky because obviously the voice was James Earl Jones, but the actor under that Vader costume wasn't James Earl Jones. So that's a little, you know, more nuanced to one of the greatest villains of all time. But there is, you know, something to be said about the charisma of these actors and their portrayal of masked characters. And I think that goes a long way. And it also lends itself to that action figure, you know, toy quality, that that childhood, you know, story of what if there was this, you know, cowboy bounty hunter who looks like a, a knight in this shining Beskar armor protecting a child and baby Yoda. I mean, just think of that. And think about, you know, how much that expands the story and is able to do so without interfering with the story that's already established, but rather just adding to what's already there. And I think it just makes me, like I said, even more excited for the Andor show and for obviously the Ahsoka show. And just for all the projects that Star Wars is currently working on. There are some goals that I have for the Sky Guy show. And I want to tell them and share them with you all here in an effort to keep me accountable to them. One of those is I want to go to Star Wars Celebration in 2023. That is a goal of mine. With the Sky Guy show, I want to go to Star Wars Celebration and cover the event. For those who don't know, Star Wars Celebration is a major event in May at uh, Disney Parks, which is basically like a Star Wars convention. There are Star Wars personalities there, Star Wars content creators there, Star Wars merchandise there. It's all Star Wars. It kind of takes over the resort and the convention center and it's something that i definitely want to experience and i hope that the sky guy show is the vehicle to attend star wars celebration with the sky guy show and to really become a part of the larger star wars content creating community 
I know that there's a lot of toxicity when it comes to the Star Wars community and we're trying to really expunge and neutralize the toxicity. We're trying to be that welcoming voice to this galaxy and want to welcome everybody into it. Like I said, if you're like my friend Rami who passed away and your first introduction was The Force Awakens, awesome. If you grew up with the original trilogy on VHS, great. If you saw the original trilogy in theaters, great. If you love the prequels, great. If you love the sequels, great. Everybody who loves Star Wars has a place at this table and in this conversation as a part of the Sky Guy Show. And before we close this first pilot episode of the Sky Guy Show, I just wanted to share my favorite Star Wars movies of each trilogy. This is in no order. I tried to do my ranking of the Star Wars films and I don't really like it even looking at it. I'm not too confident about it. So that's going to be an evolving process with each new episode. There will be a new episode every other Thursday exclusively on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. I'll restate that at the end, but just to give you all a heads up. That being said, Empire Strikes Back is my favorite of the original trilogy. Revenge of the Sith is my favorite prequel. And, believe it or not, The Last Jedi is my favorite of the sequel trilogy. I think that the way that we saw the story unfold in so many new directions in each of these films. We got so many visuals and the music was always captivating by the amazing John Williams as we all know and just the storytelling and the effects and it's just it's cinema at its finest. It is iconic. It is an amazing story to behold, which is so funny because when it first came out, even some of the stars in the film itself, like Alec Guinness, were not impressed with this science fiction movie. It wasn't Lawrence of Arabia. It wasn't the grandiose films of the golden Hollywood era like Casablanca, The Ten Commandments, Queen of the Nile, My Fair Lady. It wasn't this. It was this new age space opera science fiction that now has become a classic and has captured the imaginations of many generations and will continue to capture the minds of many generations to come. I hope you've all enjoyed this first episode of the Sky Guy Show. I hope the passion that I have for Star Wars is clearly heard when I describe any aspect of the saga. And I'm going to hopefully make this show interesting, make the conversation fun. I hope to have some guests. I hope to interview some people. I hope to break down some of my favorite movies, scenes, characters, and more. Every aspect of Star Wars is going to be explored here on the Sky Guy Show. 
If you want to get in touch with me, if you want to follow me, you can do so on Twitter. Again, that is where I exclusively am for my social media is on Twitter. You can go to my Twitter at Long Island 1892. You can go to the Sky Guy Show Twitter at the Sky Guy Show. Or you can go to the fourth wall, make it pop network across all social medias as well. Again, this has been your host, the Phantom Menace, the star killer himself, Jeff Pomaccio. You have been listening to the pilot episode of the Sky Guy Show for the first time and now exclusively every other Thursday on the fourth wall, make it pop network and i can't wait for the other projects like i mentioned to get going like the twitch like the vlogs of galaxy's edge there's going to be a lot of fun on the sky guy show and this is just the beginning thank you all for coming on this journey with me and may the force be with you